Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe-Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wiseheart PDX. Thank you for being with me today for deepening into appreciation. I'm passionate about this topic and happy to be talking with you today about it. I just briefly want to name today what appreciation is in the framework of mindful, compassionate dialogue and then offer a specific practice called empathy for appreciation. So as you may already know, appreciation is a form of honest expression. Really, when you offer an appreciation of someone, you're saying, hey, I had this experience and I'm enjoying it. I had this experience of something you did and I'm enjoying it. So sometimes we think appreciation is meant to make the other person feel good But in reality, often we share an appreciation because we want to celebrate, we want to be seen around something we're happy with. So you can also think of it as a form of positive feedback, right? Letting people know how they contributed to you. It really helps when there's five to one, five appreciations to every one complaint, build a foundation in a relationship because with that ratio, you're really giving the other person a a sense of being seen for the efforts they're making to contribute to you. And you're also sharing an incredible amount of information about what works for each of you. And that supports collaboration with challenge, daily life. It's rich. It's a rich, rich resource to offer that level of appreciation. So let's get really, really clear about the difference between appreciation and praise, because it's a big one. It's important. So many of us have been, have had the experience of praise as a way to get you to do something. Um, A system of inclusion and exclusion, right? The good students, the best athletes, the most popular kids at school, or the most liked employee, right? All these labels often imply that sense of exclusion and someone being better than someone else. Oof, layers and layers of suffering happen because of that. So much suffering happens because of that. That promotion of the idea that one person could be better than another. Ugh, I even feel kind of awful saying it, right? 
I want to live from this deep, deep knowing that every living being is equally good, beautiful, and precious. And when we dislike someone, it's not because they're less good than us. It's because they're doing something that's not working for us or for someone else. And it's really painful to see tragic strategies at the most minute level in daily life and at the global level. Both of those things are painful. And so our mind wants to go to, well, I have to do something. So what I can do is put people in categories and decide who to hate and who to love. It gives this strange sense of participation or agency, I think to be able to do that. But of course, we don't create a more loving world by raging against other living beings with anger or hate or judgment, right? So that's why I'm not interested in labeling people even in what we, ever, what we might call a positive way because that labeling is separating us from our own hearts, from each other, from life, from joy, from love. So it takes some effort to translate a label that you have someone for someone and really get specific about what is that person doing that's a contribution and what are they contributing to exactly? That takes some effort. I invite you into that effort for, for all the reasons I just stated because without it, we're lost. Without that effort to enter into something that's truly life-serving This time in our world, the conditioning of separation takes over much too easily. So I invite you into this effort of noticing a positive label, whatever it might be. Oh, you're such a great partner. You're such a hard worker. Ooh, you're a really good artist. Noticing it. Maybe even you say it out loud before you know you're doing it. And then making that effort. Ah, why am I saying that? There's something I'm experiencing as a contribution to life. My life or the life of someone else. And so you take the time to notice the exact thing that you see as a contribution. And what it contributes to. Specifically the universal need that is being met for yourself or someone else with that contribution. You can find a list of universal needs on our website, wiseheartpdx.org. And those universal needs bring us deeper into a sense of what matters in life and in that relationship. 
So just this practice of appreciation does all of that. Amazing, right? And it's pretty fun. So that's good news, right? You can create a more loving world, a more united world of connection just by taking more time with your thank yous and with your impulses towards praise. It's pretty huge, really. <laughs> I hope that's landing for you, the power of appreciation. And so the second part I want to talk about with appreciation is that if you're truly understanding appreciation as a form of honest expression, as a sharing of an experience, a sharing of a celebration of life, then when you receive an appreciation in whatever words the person might use, might be a lot of praise words because they just don't know that they could say it another way, in a more powerful way. They don't know. Then you can hear that as, oh, that person's trying to share with me about their experience. This isn't about me. I don't need to go into my ego. I don't need to kind of block some sort of manipulation that I might perceive, misperceive, misperceive. Maybe it's there, maybe it's not. I could just slow down and hear, ah, you want to celebrate with me. There's something I did that it was a contribution and you want to celebrate that. So that's the first step of really, is really understanding that when someone offers you an appreciation, it's not about you. And that's tricky because we have so much conditioning and media about hyping the ego and being the star, the, you know, being famous, being the great one, fill in the blank. So we might have some habits about, oh, I did this thing, therefore I am better. So I just want to offer you three things to help dissolve that ego building mechanism, interrupt it at least. The first is to connect with what I do, I do it from the heart. Just connect with your own beautiful intention in contributing in the way the person is now celebrating. And the other is to understand that everything you do, you have had infinite support for doing it because there's infinite causality. Your capacity to do that action that that person is appreciating you for comes from the farmer that provided food that you could eat so you could stay alive. Comes from the planet, planet Earth and all the plants exhaling oxygen so you can breathe 
comes from a mentor that taught you how to do that, right? The list is infinite right there. So to recognize everything you do and everything you offer, you can do that because of infinite support that you've received, along with your own efforts, right? Of course, counting yourself in the long count of how that action came to be. And the last is when we're of deep service and we're, when we're really in this flow of being deeply of service, we might recognize that that's the universe flowing through us. You may or may not have had that experience. I invite you to look for it if you think, oh, I don't know if I've had that experience. Look around for it. Look around for a moment in which you just did something. You didn't think about it. You didn't know what you were going to say next. You didn't formulate words. You just did or said something and it was of service. You just surrendered to, ah, this. Those might be the most obvious moments of the universe moving through you. I invite you into that contemplation, if you're willing. Okay. So once you are able to not be distracted by that idea of ego building or being manipulated or whatever it might be, and really focus on that person in front of you who's appreciating you, then you can just relax. And it's almost like you're breathing in the energy of celebration with them. And if you're just in that energy of celebration, you're deepening the resource, you're deepening that resource of celebration with that person. You're opening up for it to get bigger, to expand. Now, when you do this, you fully turn towards the other, you relax, and you're just listening with a smile and silence. The other person may be able to really enter in and tell you more about their celebration. Or they might be kind of disoriented, like, uh, why are they looking at me? And why are they just like allowing so much time for my thank you? <laughs> What's happening, right? There might be an, a moment of awkwardness there. So then you can really help there if you've built up this vocabulary of feelings and needs by making some guesses. Ah, so when I did that, did that give you a sense of inclusion or was it more about play? Help me understand what, what was really working for you there. You help them identify their needs. Or you name some feelings or guess some feelings. Sometimes you can do that right over the top 
of someone else's words, right? As they're sharing their excitement about something you, you did and they're telling about it, you can say, ah, exciting, inspiring, a relief, right? You can just throw some words in there. And that helps them to kind of ah, integrate that experience and take it in themselves as well. Also, what happens when you do that is you help yourself and the other person make some very specific connections between the needs met and what met those needs. That's super helpful when someone wants to make a request and they've already linked up a number of strategies to a particular needs because they've been celebrating in this very specific way. Then when it comes time for a negotiation of how we're going to meet each other's needs in a particular situation, there's some creativity, some flow, some self-knowledge because of this practice. And so I just want to sum that up so that as you enter in there, especially with this guessing part, you give yourself and the other person relief from compliments, right? Lots of people don't like compliments. They get antsy. And you move in to a shared celebration about specifically what was a contribution. Okay. And the last thing I want to say is I want to bring it back to you. So hearing that appreciation, you've entered into the shared field of celebration. That person relaxes. They feel heard. You both have a lot of clarity about what was a contribution. You might also then celebrate. Ah, you feel proud of being able to bring a particular skill or a sense of presence or a talent that contributes to life, that serves life. And so then you get to also play in the resource of contribution, celebration. I hope all this is landing well for you and landing in your heart and that you're inspired to enter into appreciation practice more fully, more deeply, more specifically with presence and empathy and celebration. Thank you so much for listening today, for being with me. Radiating love from my heart to yours. You can learn more about Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and find free resources, live offerings, and self-paced workshops online at www.wiseheartpdx.org.
You can also connect with WiseHeart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org.